Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I am your host, Dave Kahlo, and this is episode number 275, Simplifying Your Productivity System. Hey, if you like this show, please support us on Patreon, where you'll have early access to each episode, bonus content, the opportunity to listen along live every week, and lots more. That's at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. You can also join our Discord, where you can chat with like-minded homeworkers and more. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to every message. Now, let's get started. How's it going, Harry? It is going very well, Dave. I feel so much more productive this week. Ooh, I know why, but I don't want to jump the gun. (laughs) We're talking uh, about simplifying your system today, and I'm kind of excited about that. I'm very excited because it's one of my favorite things to do. I love to ramp up my system until it's unwieldy and then whittle it down to like the bare bones. (laughs) Ah, that sounds good to me. Um, Any exciting or interesting things happening this week before we jump into it? Uh, No, I I released my first video for the study Mm -hmm. um, all about my my Smith Corona typewriter and that has come uh, that has seen some um, nice praise and and people seem to dig it so that was that's been fun um as as of today i believe it was like 154 views which is honestly 150 more than i thought it would get um <laughs> it was very enjoyable i liked it very much thank you um that was a lot of fun to do and it's it's given it's given me the bug to do more so i'm actually working on a video review of my pick of the week this this week Ooh, we're gonna talk about that i think that's a good segue we should probably jump right to it i'll go yeah. second because I know you're excited this week, Carrie. What is your tool of the week? So my my tool of the week uh, was sparked by our discussion with Patrick Roan in our bonus mm-hmm. episode. And if you're not a patron yet, you should become a patron because even at the five dollar level, you'll get to hear our hour long, almost an hour long interview with Patrick Roan about his Dash Plus system. But he was talking about this thing he he had bought, and I had, I had seen it before, and I was like, ah, it's not really for me. It's it's kind of you know, it's pricey, and it's you know, a little I don't know. It just seemed a little too much at the time, but. Um, I couldn't help it anymore and I got it and it's the analog from the company Ugmunk. Um, and it's a wooden, it's walnut, um, it's a card holder and then they sell a three pack of 50 index cards that are either three by five index cards that are specially printed with a to-do list on one side and a dot grid on the other side of each card. And each pack comes with three kinds of cards. They give you, I think about like 30 day today card so you fill out these cards each day with the top 10 things you want to get done and then you can jot notes and things on the back of the the dot grid side um and then there are uh 10 i believe um next cards and those are for projects that you're going to get to soon that you just want to keep track of you you sort of jot them down and those have like a nice creamy color the today cards are in white um, and then there are the someday cards and those are done in like a craft paper kind of look um, and those are for the projects that you are going to get to eventually but you don't have a real date or, or you know time period in mind and so you put them down there so you don't forget about them and you sort of tuck those away but what's cool is there's a little slit in the front of the the analog in the card holder and you can just plop your card right there and it stares you in the face so you can see your to-do list right there um, 
Um, and then you, there's a, a magnetic, a metal divider that clips into two magnets in this thing. So it splits the back half of the, the card holder into two repositories. So you can store your cards in one half, your blank ones. And then as you finish a card, you just slide it in in the other half and it tucks out of the way. So it's just like this rotating system of new and used cards. And it's, it's really cool. So the, the, um, they give you two options for the refills. You can either buy them one, one time for the three pack. It's like, 40 and then there's a subscription service every three months they will send you a new three pack and that's ten dollars cheaper so i'm mm-hmm. currently on the subscription service the wooden holder is so pretty it's really pretty it's nice it's it's not too heavy it's not too light it's a it just sits on your desk really nicely um and they do sell that separately but i got the starter kit um i had some birthday money so i used it <laughs> yeah you did and so been- i really like this thing because i like having what I want to be focused on up in front of me and not what I don't. This is one of the reasons I really liked contexts in uh, GTD because I can just filter out what I'm doing right now. For instance, mm-hmm. if I'm in the office, I can't do any of my errands stuff. And what I like about the uh, analog here is sort of the same thing. You can put up just what you can do while you're sitting at your desk and not, um, for me, I'd be stressed out if I'm looking at the other things I can't work on right now. So you just take a look right down. Here's what I'm working on. You get that wonderful pleasure of crossing it off. And even better, Harry, taking that whole card out. Because you yeah. kicked butt on everything on that card. <laughs> and what's what's really nice is it's not an either-or situation. You can use this. I use this in tandem with things on my iPad and my Mac and my iPhone. So where I might do a an inbox dump of everything in my mind that you know needs to get done in things, then I filter it down into what needs to get done today on the cards, and then I can see them as I work. Um, and that's it's nice. a really nice balance. So I'm not like I'm not constantly bringing up my my to do app and you know wondering all right what's next on the list or anything like that. It's it's you know evenly split. This reminds me of um, everyone knows if you listen to the show uh, how much I love David Say. He is a designer. He lives up in New Hampshire, and um, he makes paper based productivity tools. Um, years ago, I used to use called uh, something he called his task order up system. It was inspired by. Um, like a diner. So basically, if you've ever worked in a professional kitchen or a diner, you get your ticket, right? And um, you'll stick the ticket up in the little holder, and that's what the chefs or cooks or whoever will know what to prepare. And so he did a very similar thing where um, these sheets, which you can still download for free um, in PDF, either as a you know US letter or, or A4 size, we would write down just what you want to work on right now and stick it up on the little holder. And <laughs> you can look at it as you get to work. Um, it was pretty cute. I used to use them back in my um, IT days. And uh, nice. the the notion is similar. The, uh, obviously, the execution is very, very different. But it pops into my head when you're talking about the uh, analog. Yeah, it's it, it sounds, you know, I, I can see the link between them. So we'll share a link if you guys want to check that out. Absolutely. Harry, my tool of the week is... We didn't plan this, but very, very similar because I'm talking about note cards. <laughs> and I, you know, you want to know something? Your note cards will work in the analog. They're roughly oh, the same size. Don't tell me that. Harry. <clears throat> this is just too bad. So, if you listen to the show, if you've been listening to the show for oh my gosh, 275 episodes now, Harry, you know that I'm in um, a love affair with index cards. Mm-hmm. I think they're beyond useful. I use them for a myriad of things. 
And today I'm going to recommend <clears throat> the Strategist index cards from Baron Fig. Yes, they're $9 index cards. Yes, you can go to CVS and get cards for 99 cents. I get it. But we also talk about um, loving the tools you have because you're more likely to use them um, if you love the tools you have. Right. And I love these silly little things. And our last bonus episode, Harry was talking about uh, Aaron Mikey's old um, – the index cards he produced and how he bought he's hoarding all of them so if yeah patrick some, bought them all bother patrick <laughs> he bought the whole lot when aaron stopped making them and i love these in a very similar way um they're just little index cards i think they're three by five as i'm looking at them they come in two designs there's a dot grid which is what i have this time around just dot grid on one side and blank on the other. There's also a to-do layout which is a dot grid on one side and like a little task list um design on the other side and i always have a stack of these on my desk and what i use them for most often is just um grabbing stuff so when i'm working and something comes into my mind or via email or whatever that i have to keep track of i'll grab one of these quickly jot down and then just throw it in my little inbox Mm -hmm. that way it doesn't interrupt what i'm doing because you know we all know how hard it can be to get back on track I just grab whatever it is, jot down on my card, throw it in the stack. At the end of the day, I'll just process each of these and decide where they need to live. And you know, you guys know all that. Um, they're also just good for taking notes. When I run Dungeons and Dragons, I'm always taking notes on these. I'll sketch out little ideas. Um, they're infinitely useful. So this week, my tool week is the strateg- strategist next cards for Baron Fig. Excellent. And what's really cool about both of them, because I, I was using the the strategist before the analog got here. Um, you know, if you listen to the the Patrick Rohn episode, he talks about Dash Plus, and you know, the Dash Plus system is a really nice, versatile system. But what's cool is, you know, Ugmonk has their own system for analog. There's the Dash Plus system, and you can use either one, and or even develop your own kind of system um, for these cards. They're you're not locked into using one kind of system of symbols to to identify when a task is in progress progress or uh, mm-hmm. completed or, or delegated you know th- it's a circle and then in turn in the case of the analog there's a line vertically down the middle of each circle so for example a half filled circle means something is in progress a fully filled circle means it's been completed um, an arrow in the circle means that it's been uh, delegated to someone else a line across it so it looks like a plus sign uh, means it's an appointment um, and then you know in the dash plus mm-hmm. system it's much different, but you can still adapt it for this as well. So you're not locked into one thing or the other. Yeah. Uh, you could, could you, would you say you could simplify it, Harry? You could simplify it. I think that is a fantastic way to get to our next segment. This is something that is near and dear to both of our hearts. It is so good to have a system that you trust, that you've been working for a long time. But even those systems, as you use them, um, Harry, I think you would agree that as time goes, you'll notice that there are things that could be improved. Absolutely. Yeah, you can you can it's it's a dangerous, slippery slope to go down if you decide mm-hmm. you keep need needing to improve your system. But yes, it's a, a system, a productivity system of any kind is organic and it is constantly changing. Yeah, and sometimes as you go, you can notice like these little clunks in your per- productivity engine. <laughs> um, right. These are most likely aspects of the system that still take concentration and focus. They're not as automatic as you'd like them to be, uh, as we discussed last week. Perhaps you forget about these things half the time, or maybe you found that it's easier to leave them out of your day. 
So it's time to whip out Occam's razor, Harry, and start pruning what isn't working. Definitely. And you want to know something? Simplifying simplifying does not necessarily mean pruning. Simplifying could also mean automating. And I think we should also Mm -hmm. talk about that a little later as we, we get deeper into this. Absolutely. Um, we've talked about Hazel and other tools uh, in the past. I'm sure we'll do it again today because this is an excellent opportunity uh, to bring up the topic of automation. <clears throat> now, one thing we, we brushed on last week that I think is appropriate this week, too, is uh, the philosophy of Kaizen. We've talked about this before in passing. We've never done an entire episode, and I think we can. Um, this is the philosophy of making small incremental changes. Now, um, Big changes are hard to make, uh, but little changes can stack up. And next thing you know, you've made a big change just in a more gradual way. And so this is a nice way to simplify mm, your system of what you're doing is see if there's a small thing you can change uh, that will make a nice improvement. So I think that was uh, the, the, our first stop on the simplification train. Sorry, I was watching a TV show with a train in it, and it's stuck in my head. <laughs> So do you, do you want to just, you know, give a brief overview of, of Kaizen and, and what that entails? Absolutely. So this is the philosophy of making small improvements, specifically a 1% improvement uh, somewhere in your day. Um, so atomic habits. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Ooh, I'm so close to being done. I have an example from work. So um, I work in the maintenance department of a large company uh, here in the Cape. We have like... I forget, 20 buildings or something, and um, I'm in one of the largest buildings. The one thing I have to do every few weeks is order trash bags, okay? Now, there are three size trash bags, and they're all different colors. And do you think I can remember which size I should order and which size is which color? No, I forget all the time. So I made a simple, simple 1% improvement. I wrote them down on a little piece of note paper and I stuck it to the bulletin board and I also added it to the back page of my field notes and now I always know which size is which color and where they go and how I need to order them. This mm-hmm. is such a small thing but when you consider that every week I'd have to get up, walk to the different closets, find the numbers, write them down go back and order it. I'm saving myself probably 10 minutes each time I have to do this and if I do it 5 times a month you know, I've saved a decent amount of time. So there's a great example of a 1% improvement that you can make. Um, right. Earlier, when I was, I talked about writing my, capturing using my index cards, I would just sort of toss them into a pile on my desk and it became this unwieldy mess. So I went and I bought just a cute little box, this little plastic box from, I forget, like TJ Maxx or something. And now I toss them into there. It is, this is such a small thing, but it reduces that mess and makes it a little tidier and I have a little landing spot for those. And it's just much more pleasant for me. So there's a couple examples of making very, very small changes that over time have a big, lasting, dramatic effect. Excellent. Yeah, I've done similar. Um, and this mm-hmm. sort of goes to the automation uh, thing I was talking about before. So I've talked about on the show, I have a stream deck, which is a, a little black box that sits on my desk. And it has buttons on it. It has 15 buttons and they're all, each button is an LCD screen. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the buttons change depending on what context you're in. So for example, when I'm in zoom, 
um, the buttons change to show me controls for Zoom, like mute and unmute, unmute all, share screen. Um, if I'm in uh, my Microsoft Teams, it changes for those. So I have configurable buttons that I use for podcasting. So one of the things, and, and also for work. And so one of the things I've done is when we record the show every Thursday night, I have a button with our little our logo on it, and I push it, and it opens Craft, it opens Audio Hijack, and it opens Discord in one button press. And you know, I could do that manually by using something like um, Alfred or Spotlight, and just sort of search for each app, type a few letters, hit enter, type a few letters, hit enter. But why would I? You know, it, it saves me a couple seconds every day, or I'm sorry, every week. And, you know, that starts to add up. And then the same thing, this is the really cool one re- that I recently did. I have a button for podcast editing. So what happens is when we are done with the show, I push this button. It opens Descript. It opens um, Audacity. It then uses a keyboard maestro script to open up a the open menu in Audacity. I select our audio files. It imports them. And then I can export them to a WAV file, one, one single WAV file um, that's mono. And then import it into Descript uh, and then start editing it. So it saves me the hassle of having to open up all the applications, do all the menus and all the stuff. It just does it in like two clicks. And it's awesome. That is a, a ninja move. It is. And I, because I've been, I was listening to um, an episode of, I think it was Automators that David Sparks, it was devoted entirely to the Stream Deck. And I was like inspired to find ways to use the Stream Deck more often. And then I have another, I have another one that, um, it's similar to what it does for on Thursday nights. I have one that opens up all my work apps each morning. So I push the button and it opens up Outlook, it opens up Teams, and it opens up Evernote. <clears throat> and then I'm good to go for the day. So it's, you know, it, it's just like little bitty improvements throughout the day or, or during the week, um, you know, that make my life a little easier and it's one less thing I have to worry about or think about. Nice. Uh, I have a, a ninja move for the analog world uh, that I'll, I would love to share. I'm always forever losing uh, user manuals. Mm. Like the user manual for the washer or the dryer or the new drill or whatever it is. I'm forever losing them. The good news is today they're available digitally. Uh, the bad news is I can still lose them. <laughs> <laughs> so something I started doing a few years ago that still works so well is when I get a new appliance or something that has a user manual that I think I might want to reference, I'll upload it to um, Evernote because as I've said in the show, Evernote is my cold storage. And then I'll go to uh, qrcodegenerator.com and I'll paste the public link to that file in Evernote into the QR code generator. It makes a QR code for it that I print it on sticker paper Mm. and I stick it right on the dryer or the washer or the drills container. And so the next time I need to see the manual for that thing, I just take a picture with it of my phone and there's the manual all ready to go. That's excellent. You know, I also wonder... And this is sort of like out there, but if you use like an old iPad mini or something and you load up, um, you know, like a PDF reader or like Rialto's documents application, you know, and then you download the PDFs for each of those manuals, then you have basically a universal manual that you can take with you. Like, I, oh, I got to go fix the dryer. So I take the mm-hmm. iPad mini down there. Maybe I can open up a YouTube video that shows me how to do it. The manual is also right there. I can listen to a podcast while I'm doing it. You know, everything's all in one spot. Um, and, and you've got this like universal tool that you can use as you go from appliance to appliance 
appliance or, or you know, fixer up to fixer up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great use for an older device that uh, is looking for a purpose. Yeah, definitely. And a nice way to simplify something that's typically uh, a pain in the backside, at least for me. Mm-hmm. So when you start the process of simplifying, um, take one aspect of your system that's causing you the most problems. I'm sure if you sit and think about it, listener, you can think of what's the road bump for me? What's the thing that's being a pain? Harry, do you have something that's a pain right now? Yeah, well, the the reason I've been able to stick with things and um, the, the note card system I've been using is because using just one or the other was either not giving me enough or giving me too much. So things by itself was giving me too much to, to deal with, too much to worry about. Uh, you know, oh, I have to tag it this way. I have to, um, you know, put in this due date. And I still do that, but it's there's less of a focus on the fiddling with it. Um, I can dump everything into my inbox and then uh, filter it out manually on the card and then i know exactly what i have to work on each day and that's really been working for me instead of you know now i don't feel ur- the urge to like dive into another to-do app or uh, another gtd style system like this is this is what's really doing it for me um and and i there's there's a comfort and a contentness in not feeling the need to look for what else is out there yes it you know it's funny when i was a younger man harry there's a part of me that liked a fiddly system, but now I, I've, I've no patience for such a thing. I don't know when that change happened, but there was a time where I sort of liked all the bits and all the tagging and all the color coding and all the contexts and all that sort of stuff. Um, but now I just think I, I don't want to do all that stuff anymore. It's, it's one reason I love Hay. And, you know, the, uh, granted, there are some political issues going on in the company right now, so we won't get into that. But the, the application, the service itself... The fact that, yes, you can use it with other email systems, but if you want to use it the way the developers intended, you use it with the Hey app. I don't have to worry about, is it going to be fully compatible? Is it going to give me all the features I need? Because all the features have already been developed into the one app. So it's just one less thing to think about. And boy, merging threads is so... It's like magic. I think that might be my favorite feature. Merging threads, renaming the subject lines. You know, there's some really great little things that they've they've thrown in there that I wish other email applications had uh, thought about because they, they've really put some, some nice thought into this. I agree. So now that we've identified the one aspect of the system that is sort of causing some trouble, uh, we're gonna, we'll talk about four steps to sort of Ask yourself once you've identified it. Uh, number one, could I dump this completely? Uh, you may not know the answer to this until you run a trial of dropping it from your system. If you find that you can live without it for even, or even that dropping it improves your productivity, then you can leave it dropped. Otherwise, continue with the, with question two, which we'll address in a second. I like the idea of trying to drop something to see if it has, what kind of an effect it has. Yeah, so I think you're not it's Im- committing to jettisoning this right step. It it's it's important to see what you can get away with and what you yeah. what is absolutely necessary. Um, you know, if you're if you're spending all of your time, you know, wondering about the exact tags I have to use for my task or um, that my calendar appointments are formatted a certain way, you know, in the in the subject line or you know whatever, it, like you're you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to keep up Mm -hmm. with everything so you know maybe you do it without tags maybe you do it without uh, a due date maybe you do it without um you know i don't know the just you know take one aspect out of it and see if that 
lightens the load a little bit. And I, f- I feel like the, the first couple times you do it, you're going to say to yourself, nope, it has to be in there. It has to be in there. Like you're, you're going to be neurotic about it. I know I would be. Um, <laughs> For but sure. I, it's important to sort of push through that and really give it the old college try uh, because, you know, you're it, it, it's going to be worse later on when you, you can't finish anything on your task list because you haven't finished making your task list. Yeah. Harry, we both use Mac OS. Do you use tags in Finder? I tried to. I don't love the way they implement tags. I don't love having them like always visible. And I know you can hide them, but just it's there. The implementation in Finder was never great for me. So I stopped using them. Yeah, I used it for a while. And then I found that I was forcing myself to use it. And that's when I yeah. said, okay, this is for me. Yeah, I use it. I use them sometimes. Like if I'm right now, if I'm dealing with stock footage from Pexels and I don't change the file name, sometimes I might tag it with, um, you know, notebooks or productivity or, uh, typewriter or, you know, whatever it is. It, it sort of makes it easier to find instead of having to rename every file. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here looking at the tags I have open now and I have one called unclutterer. Uh, Jackie and Discord, you'll appreciate I still have an unclutterer tag bopping around in Finder from when I broke, <laughs> wrote for that site very long time That's ago. That's funny. Yeah, it's so, funny. I, I use tags in almost every other capacity. I use it on my blog. I use them in my to-do apps. I use it everywhere. Mm-hmm. But Finder, like finding files where it would be the most useful, I don't use them. <laughs> I don't either. So you've identified the bump in the road. Uh, you gave dumping it a trial. Uh, step question number two you should ask yourself is what is the aim of this behavior? Could I achieve the aim in a simpler way? So sit down and uh, brainstorm different techniques you could use to achieve the same goal. For example, the Pomodoro technique focuses your attention by making you work on a timer. While the timer is ticking, you give your full attention to your work. Uh, internet blocking software, on the other hand, forces you to focus by removing distractions uh, in their availability. If working on a timer stretches you out, could you improve your focus by removing distractions instead? This is sort of like a, a probing trial time, I guess I, you could say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of in the same vein as the previous step, um, you know, removing something. And in this case, you're sort of adding something or substituting something. And it's, it's important to try. This is where it's important to try different techniques. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, step Question three. I want to say step so badly. (laughs) Question three to ask yourself, knowing the cause of the problem can help you make subtle improvements. Do you always forget your capture notebook when you're leaving the house? If so, could you simplify things by having a notebook that's permanently in your jacket pocket? No, because I would absolutely lose a jacket, a notebook that was permanently in my jacket pocket. But I'll tell you what I did. I would oftentimes forget my little field notes uh, at home and then I would just feel I literally feel lost when I don't have it. I, I hate that feeling of not having my notebook. Mm-hmm. So again, back to the topic of using tools you love because you'll be more likely to use them consistently. I went and I bought, this is embarrassing because this is, I spent way too much money on a, on essentially a box, but it's this little like leather box, I guess, that you snap the corners together and it makes this really like cutesy little uh, so embarrassing but i went and i bought one of those and i put it on the table next to my bed and so now i take great pleasure in throwing my notebook and my little pen and everything else i carry during the day into this little hoity-toity leather box um but the good news is i've not misplaced or forgotten my notebook or pen since so it's working 
Yeah, I so a while I want to say two years ago, I had I bought one of those um, key smarts. It's a metal holder for your keys. You unscrew it, you put the keys in, and they sort of collapse into this little this little key ring that um, is a lot less cumbersome than having all of your keys out and jangling and stabbing oh, you in the yeah. leg. So I have one of those. But the company was also selling at the time these little magnetic screws that went into your light switch plate. Um, and so what you would do is you'd screw these in, and they had really strong magnets in them and you could hang your keys on them and so i bought them and then i always knew where my keys were because i would come into the house and i would hang them right up on the magnet and i was good to go and then i'd grab them on the way out the door the next day i haven't been going anywhere for the last year and a half so (laughs) you know i'm not really using it that much but you know in similar vein you know if you go to the baron fig website they have a a wallet with a built-in slot to put your apprentice notebook in the back so you can keep your notebook with you because you're it's always with your wallet at the same time and i would love for them to do one with a pen loop because i always carry i hate using communal pens like if i have to sign a receipt or or something like that so i always keep a space pen in my pocket it's the little collapsible the, the little pocket one that, you know, uncaps and posts and then it's a full size pen. So, but it's, it's nice and small and fits in my pocket perfectly. I even got a little, little leather holster for it that also has a spot to slide my pocket knife into and then a loop on the end to keep a pocket flashlight in. So if I'm ever stranded in my car in the middle of the night, you know, and it breaks down, I have a flashlight and a pocket knife to, you know, keep people away or whatever. So, um, you know, just little ways to make sure that I always have my stuff on me. Um, you know, that's, that's always super helpful. Okay. Two things. I also have carry, you know, a space pen, a notebook and a little, t- a tiny pocket knife, just tiny, tiny one. Um, Cause my other knife is, it's like this, a big buck knife and it seems ridiculous to carry around every day. I just use yeah. scouts. I have a little Openel pocket knife that's, you know, I use it to open Amazon boxes and, and yes. pack- packages that come in. Like, it's it's a wooden pocket knife. You have to manually unfurl un, uh, it and then lock the little thing in place so it doesn't close on your fingers and cut your fingers off. Like, this is not something I would be using in a fight or anything. This is literally made to open things up. <laughs> yeah, but super useful. Now, back to the keys magnet solution. Would you say that was successful in part, at least, because you enjoy using it so much. <clears throat> I mean, it is satisfying to hear the little mm-hmm. as it you know clips onto the magnet as it as it finds its connection. Um, but for me, it was more convenience because I would always I would either like leave them in a jacket and then take a different jacket to go somewhere and realize oh no I don't have my keys on me, um, which is really bad if I like close the door behind me and couldn't get back into the house. Um, <laughs> yes. Or, you know, I would drop my keys somewhere and they would get pushed out of the way and like under our entertainment center or under the couch. And then I wouldn't be able to find them when I'm trying to leave the house to jump on the train to get into the city. So it's it solved a problem. And I mean, yeah, using it was always fun because I always loved the little connection it made with the magnet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it served a purpose and it, it I had a reason for having it there. Very, very nice. So uh, just recap before we get to question four. You've identified the problem. Uh, number one, can I dump this completely? Uh, number two, could I achieve the aim in a simpler way? Uh, number three, <clears throat> what is causing the problem? This brings us to the final question, question four. Could I combine this with another behavior? For example, let's say you use GTD to capture tasks and create to-do lists. Then you use the Pomodoro technique to work through your to-do list, which means recreating your list Pomodoro style. Mm-hmm. Could you tweak your to-do list to creation system? So you create Pomodoro ready to do lists the first time around. Is there a way you can oh, that's do a combo pack? That's not a bad idea. I mean, I, I did, you know, sort of combine things with 
things, the app and the, the analog method um, in order to create a to-do list that worked for me. But I like the idea of sort of blocking tasks together that I can do in 25 minute bursts and just knock them out. Um, and it's, it's, it's similar to how on the strategist cards, you know, they have the first three to do's in the list have little stars next to them. Those are your three most mm-hmm. important ones you have to get done. Um, but I, I like the idea of, you know, blocking tasks together and then knocking them out in, in a Pomodoro session and then moving on to the next one. Imagine how satisfying that would be to be to just, oh my gosh, I just did seven things off my to-do list in less than half an hour. Yeah. I, it, it makes you feel productive. It puts you in a mindset that I can do anything. Let's do the next thing on the list. Like I'm, I'm off to the races and ready to go and and kick ass and take names. Like it, it, it really, it's sort of like gamification almost. Uh, you know, you're you're sort of earning points as you go. You know, the more things I check off, the better I'm doing. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's see how far we can take the streak. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't. Uh, what's the Jerry Seinfeld thing? Don't break the chain. Don't break the chain. So as you practice this and other various iterations, you'll come up with a super simple system that fits like a glove. Now, Harry, I know you wanted to mention automation. How could we automate things to increase the or how simple it is for us to do things. Yeah. So like you mentioned Hazel and I use Hazel a lot. So, you know, I have little, little simplifications, little automations that make my life a little easier. So for example, when I download a zip file, Hazel will open it automatically, move the zip file itself into the trash and leave the folder inside behind. Um, It saves me having to do that manually later. Same thing with um, applications or disk images. It'll, it'll mount them and then pull them out and then unmount the disk drive and move the original file into the trash. Um, so for example, if I download a new application on my hard drive, it'll mount the, the disk image it's in, pull it out into applications, delete the disk image and unmount it and all that. And so I, I don't have to worry about it. And then, you know, even something as simple and, and self running as clean my Mac, for example, today, clean my Mac popped up and said, you're running out of space. It's been a while since you've done a check. Let's run one. And I managed to free up about 45 gigabytes of space I didn't realize was being used. So, oh, nice. Yeah, and I, I got to say that application is absolutely fantastic and well worth the price of admission. So definitely check yeah, it out. I We've agree. talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there are little ways to to automate what you do every day. I was using an automation until I realized I couldn't anymore because our, our um, benefits department does things differently now. But I had an automation that would I would download my phone bill because I could submit my phone bill for reimbursement from my company. I would download my phone bill and then Hazel and automator would recognize the PDF on the desktop. It would open it in in uh, preview, split out each page into its each separate individual file, delete every single file, except page three, create an email to my work inbox uh, attach the the page three file and then send it to my work email, which I could then get on my work computer and upload to um, our reimbursement software. So instead of me having to do all of this manually, it just took care of it in literally once I downloaded it. Um, That's and that was nice. 
it was fantastic and it worked like a, it worked like a dream it was a little kludgy in terms of getting it up and running because of just how many steps were involved but it's fantastic and and it, it did what it was supposed to do and using things like uh keyboard maestro i use moom all the time i created keyboard shortcuts to move my windows around so if i do command option shift left it will move whatever window is in front of me all the way over to the left side of my screen and shrink it down um so i use that for drafts that's why i keep drafts it's always pinned to the left side of my screen uh tweetbot is always pinned to the right side of my screen and if they ever get out of hand i just hit the keystrokes and it moves them where they need to go um you know these little things are designed to make life a little bit easier so you're not sitting there fiddling uh yeah not that twitter would ever get out of hand harry no of course not you know, it's funny, years ago, uh, the Omni Group, who makes OmniFocus, among other things, had that feature where after you mounted the disk image and dragged the application out of it, it would offer to move it to the trash for you. And I thought, what a thoughtful little feature that is not mm-hmm. necessary, but boy, was I was so impressed when it did that for me. Yeah, and, and like you know, using Clean My Mac to uninstall your applications, and then it will go and pull out all of the little library files and all the little different folders it leaves around your hard drive and throw them in the trash with it, so they're not cl- clogging up and, and taking up space on your system. Mm-hmm. You can also have Hazel down uh, monitor your downloads folder mm-hmm. and tell it if it gets to a certain size, start purging or at least prompt me to purge it. I use it on my trash boy, folder. You will- yeah, you will lose a lot of space by stuff that's in the downloads folder that you've forgotten about. Yep, if my trash gets over a gigabyte, Hazel will automatically de- delete it down to under a gigabyte. Did I tell you years and years ago when I was working in IT for a residential school, uh, I got called into the nursing department because of whatever, whatever problem. And I was working, da-da-da-da-da, and part of the solution, <laughs> I had to make a couple folders for testing. And when I was done, I just, you know, I want to clean up the desktop so I don't leave my mess there for the person to find. And I dragged those two folders into the trash and I emptied the trash. Mm. And as soon as I did it, she went, oh, what did you do? I said, well, I fixed it. You know, I'm done. You're all set. She said, no, but everything that was in the trash. So I just deleted it because it's unnecessary. Because, oh, but that's where I keep stuff that I, so I can know where to find it. Oh my God. So no. She was storing stuff in the trash can. Oh No. Yes. So, well, we had a luckily. Does she realize um, that it it's not really a circular a circular file? <laughs> <laughs> she did not. Luckily, uh, a backup did have the contents of her trash, so we were able to retrieve things. But don't stare, store stuff in, in, in the trash can, people. No, that's that's honestly worse than storing it on your desktop. This is the person who um, also had an image up in Photoshop and was using a physical ruler, holding it up against the monitor to measure the dimensions of the image i'm surprised they weren't putting white out on the screen (laughs) oh boy i had a friend who used to keep white out in his car just in hopes that someday someone would say hey why is there a bottle of white out in your car and he would say that's in case i make a mistake while i'm driving oh no that's bad that's honest i love dad jokes i love dad jokes and even i groaned at that Oof. Harry, you know that person as Ravon. I'll just leave it right there. <laughs> so it's definitely worth it to take the time necessary to see where or how you can simplify your system, and especially to identify those speed bumps. When we talk about automation, Harry, of course, there's always the question, um, is the amount of time I spend automating this worth the result? 
Um, the same goes for the time you spend, any time you spend, I think, simplifying your system and trying to make it better. It doesn't necessarily have to be writing a elaborate script. It could be time you take to think, should I buy a little inbox for my note cards or should I buy a little magnet for where my keys go? I think that time is always well spent. Yeah. And, it, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, I bought this or I got this and, and, and now it sits on my desk. You don't need to necessarily spend money to change your system for the better. And in fact, I would argue against doing that unless you mm-hmm. you absolutely know that what you're going to get is going to, to help you. Um, you know, there are free Pomodoro timers. There are free to-do apps. You know, if mm-hmm. OmniFocus is not doing it for you because it's got 400 features in it and it's just way too overwhelming, switch to switch to Todoist, which offers you a free plan. And, you know, you can give that a whirl and see if that does, you know, more of what you want. And if that doesn't give you enough, find somewhere in the middle like things or, or uh, you know, TikTok, uh, TikTok or, you know, wh- whatever's TikTok. out there. You know, there are there are ways to uh, fix your system, simplify your system without having to spend an arm and a leg. Yeah. And plus, I just like saying TikTok. TikTok. I like TikTok. It was great. And honestly, that had a ton of features in it, but it had a Pomodoro timer and it had a to-do list and calendars and, and all sorts of things. Um, so, you know, maybe that'll work for someone. Who knows? Maybe it will. Now, um, of course, systems are a little crazy right now because we're still working from home. Um, I feel like there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. I should probably cross my fingers and knock on wood and throw salt over my shoulder when I say that, that we might be coming out of Zoom hell within the next few months or at least by the end of this year so those of you who have had the work from home life thrust upon you just hold on for a little while longer you may be able to go back home or yes. back to work uh for those wilson, of you who've been doing it yeah as, as wilson phillips said hold on for one more day <laughs> things are gonna change <laughs> things are gonna go your way <laughs> uh, anymore and we have to pay for it <laughs> yeah we can't afford a hard song oh my gosh um but in the time you have been working from home, um, hopefully you picked up something that can generalize into what you do after this. Definitely. And here, I'm not going to lie. While we're sitting here, I just uh, copied the Ugmuk uh, analog URL to my daughter and texted it and said, this is what I want for Father's Day. So I'm looking for nice. this summer now. When in doubt, get other people to buy it for you. <laughs> hey, she has more money than I do. This girl's racking up the tips at her job. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I the only reason I got it is because I had birthday money. My my father-in-law sent me some money, and, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to use it. I, I've had such a crappy year. You know, let me just get something for myself and and have a little fun. And I, I got this, especially after talking to, to Patrick. I was like, damn it, Patrick, you cost me, cost me money. I even sent him a screenshot of the receipt, and I was like, look what you did. And you just sent me like a winky face back. <laughs> yeah, just a, a little peek into uh, our off show life uh, harry and i were joking about the index cards i bought and when i picked them up from the post office today the first thing i did was uh, text harry a picture of, <laughs> of me receiving my index cards but this all goes back to and i'll say it again um buy tools you enjoy using because you're more likely to use yes. them if that's the case Yes, for for many years I taught guitar and bass and saxophone mm-hmm. at my parents' music studio, and one of the things we always got from the parents who would buy their kids or rent their kids an instrument, you know, they always went to Toys R Us and got them a first act guitar, and mm-hmm. 
they were crap. They were absolute garbage to use. They didn't hold a tune properly. You know, the strings kept popping. It was it was a nightmare to, to teach with them. And so we we would tell them, you know, your kids aren't going to want to practice because they're not going to want to play this. Um, it is not fun to play. Yeah, the, it's going you know, to the be strings so are, unpleasant. Are, Right. The strings are six inches off the fretboard. You know, they can't press the strings down. You know, it doesn't sound good. They're, they're going to think they're doing it wrong. So get them a real guitar and a real guitar. Trust me for a, a six year old, a half size guitar was like 70 bucks. Like it was not a whole lot of money, um, mm-hmm. at the time. And so, you know, but this, this is a real guitar made by a real guitar company and it sounds like a guitar. And no, it doesn't have flames on it, but it sounds like a real guitar. So, yeah. and they, and they, they would listen and they would get it. And yeah, lo and behold, their children started practicing more because the tools they got were the right tools. They were nice tools to use. They, you know, if it sounds good and it's fun to play, they will play it. Those half size guitars are so cute. They're adorable. And, you know, they're, they're all strung like classical guitars. They don't really use um, uh, the, the nickel strings on them, the nickel plated strings. They all use nylon strings on them. So they're, they're, they're pretty easy to string up and, and they're easy to play. And yeah, I, I, they were great. Yep. All right, listener. I hope listener. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope it gave you some ideas and inspiration for taking the time to simplify your system. Definitely. I know I'm going to go simplify my system even more. I'm just oh. not going to have to do lists. Forget it. Whatever happens, happens. You know what? I'm done with this nonsense. Uh, all right. So we should mention real quick that this is the last episode for april and may we're talking about focus all month long i'm sorry what are we talking about focus is may focus harry focus oh okay wait what (laughs) (laughs) so uh if that's something you struggle with or you want to improve or just hear two middle-aged white men talk about uh tune in next month and we'll talk about focus all month long in the meantime i have four more years until i'm middle-aged so bite your tongue I'm, I'm middle-aged enough for both of us. There you go. Hey, in the meantime, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the work that Harry and I do, and you would like to show the, your support, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. Each week, you will find bonus content like fun episodes and interviews, worksheets, and you'll be able to listen live as we record the show every Thursday night. We'd like to thank this week's Level 2 patrons, Chris Allen Jones, Jackie Hollywood Brown. John Kivis, Damian Barrett, Kel Stewart, and our brand new patron, uh, back with the most fun name ever. I guess the Murder Hornets were just a filler episode. (laughs) You can also hang out with us over on Discord and chat with like-minded homeworkers, ask questions, and exchange tips and tricks. You'll find the link to that in this episode's show notes, which can now be found over at thehomeworkpodcast.com slash episode slash 275. If you like the show, please leave us a review and or star rating in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find out more about us at our Linktree accounts. Harry's is linktr.ee slash hcmarks. Mm-hmm. And you'll find mine over at slash Dave Kalo. Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And now go and get some work done. Simply. Bye. Bye.